Welcome to the Romantic Truth Podcast. The content of the show is intended for an adult audience, 18 years and older. I'm Gillian from the United Kingdom, and it's my pleasure to introduce my adorable ex, your host, Jao San, in Las Vegas. Hey everyone, Johnson with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas, baby, yeah, keeping it real. Thank you, Jillian. Ah, wonderful lady. And Natalie, I'm going to play you the excerpt, guys. Uh, Natalie and I had a brief conversation about the situation. She's trying to get me back with Jillian, and uh, Jillian is Dawn and I, but I do appreciate Natalie's efforts, but we'll get into that later. What we're going to talk about now, though, has to do with those of you that have had past liaisons with someone, you never really had a relationship with them. They may have been a co-worker, a classmate, or a neighbor, a person that you never had a relationship with, but on the surface, there is some sort of attraction and the two of you weren't really available for each other. The two of you have never made any innuendos or any passes at each other. But there is a level of tension underlying the situation between the two of you. Now, it's nothing wrong with these feelings. A lady wrote me recently out of Michigan and uh, she's in Ann Arbor and the problem she had was she went to work one day and there was a gentleman in the lobby that she had gone to college with University of Michigan years ago they were never close as far as a relationship they were in a study group at one time together but it was nothing that ever got into as far as it materialized into a relationship the guy that she dated in college she went on and married and the same thing with him and his wife well she remembered him and he remembered her and they exchanged niceties you know good to see you blah 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 and they exchanged phone numbers. And she was telling him, you know, well, you know, if you come on board, you know, that's going to be very nice. Well, he did get hired. Another department. And as they started to catch up on things from college, she told her husband about this guy. Husband wasn't threatened. They had been married for almost 15 years. So it was one of those things where, oh, you know, more nostalgic. And they were talking about some of the good old days and that kind of thing. But there was one question that lingered in her mind. What if? Because she had an attraction to him years prior. But of course, she never pursued it. And what do we do usually? We wipe those things out of our minds. Well, she met his wife, met his family. 
wife wasn't so jovial. She wasn't that happy in meeting her. She kind of wanted to court him off from the rest of the world. But one day, we went to lunch together, she and her co-worker. And this is where they hit the nexus. Both of them weren't happy in the situation, but they talked around it. They were too embarrassed to really share their full-throated feelings about their current situations. He didn't like the fact that his wife was so insecure. She was trying to keep him away from everybody and everything. She, on the other hand, was dealing with a husband that didn't care. He'd take off days at a time, leaving her there with her two teenage daughters. And so she felt as though she was not getting the attention. Well, it eventually evolved around to an arrangement where he wanted to get away from his wife for a while. And the best way to do it was during the time that her husband would go on one of his hiatuses where he's gone for a few days. And so they spent the day together one time going out to one of the lakes doing a barbecue, fishing, and a whole bunch of other good things going on. And the both of them were afraid to make any advances toward each other. Everything was platonic. The daughters really liked him. And they kept mom's secret because they witnessed what mom was going through with dad. Now, mind you, this woman was cerebrally stimulated, and I told you there are three things before a woman would even think about being with you. She has to be cerebrally stimulated. She has to hit the cardio. Got to be in the heart, the chemistry, and the feelings, emotions. And it has to be in the intimacy that's between her thighs to express those feelings. See, sex is nothing more than an expression of a passion that a person has for another. But what we like to do is to categorize it between intimacy, sex, and love. Let me tell you something. Ladies, if a man has his penis inside you, you can call it whatever you want to. The fact of it is, it comes down to an expression of feelings between the two of you. You want him inside of you. He wants to be inside of you. Put any kind of decadence you want on it, that's what it comes down to. Now, here's the other thing, too. Funny how we try to make everything like a storybook in our society, right? Dogs and kids don't get killed in movies. Just saying. In reality, they do, but we don't like to talk about those things. Or we could filter some shit out, can't we? We're yet going to go out and ban all of these books, talk about how horrible they are in these schools and libraries, and not realize the most horrific book you could possibly read is the Bible. If you read some of the things in it, that's some morbid shit they're doing in there. But nobody calls it out in that context because those who have passed away, we always deify them. 
even known. Many of those people live just like we live today. Same principles, same values, everything else. I digress. But what I'm saying here is this. With these women, they have this pinup demand, this emotional energy, because they feel as though I would waste these emotions and these feelings on someone that really is not giving it back to me. And so even though she may be in a marriage or a relationship, she can't express herself emotionally because it's not coming from the heart from her. That's the reason why you hear these women will say something like, you know, yeah, my husband tapped me on the shoulder. I just lifted up the bottom of my gown and opened my legs up and laid on my back. As soon as he was finished, I put my gown down and rolled over on my side till the next morning. That's because she's only performing a wifely duty, a function. She's not getting any enjoyment out of it. It's a burden for her. And this is the reason why a lot of these women come out of these marriages angry. Oh, they've got plenty of dick, but no satisfaction, no compassion, no love. They got penis. And this is the reason why a lot of them are so angry about having sex. Because the sexual experience for them has been a horrible thing. They got no pleasure out of it. That motivates them to talk men. I don't think they want a sex. They leave it at that. But here's the thing. Let's look at some of the benefits this lady has. In particular, she's never been intimate with this man. She still has the curiosity factor there. He has the charm. She likes that. She's getting those sentiments she had for her husband at one time. But it's more intensified now because this is someone that she really could see herself growing with. Because see, you gotta remember, she was younger when she got married to her husband. She's much wiser now, she knows her body better. She knows what kind of choices to make. She knows what to look for. So emotionally, she has grown in intelligence. Now, after they had gone to this uh, little thing that they had, this little rendezvous, word got back to his wife. And of course, word got back to her husband. Husband tells her, you could apply for a divorce if you want to. I don't care. I found someone else. The oldest daughter is 15 years old. The lady's replacing his wife with as far as his intimacy. She just turned 19. So the daughters, of course, had a problem with dad. Dad eventually moves out, moves in with a 19-year-old in a one-bedroom. They start out. Well, mom's making decent money. She's like, uh, well, I want you and your new woman to go ahead and start on filing for divorce. Don't worry about child support. I already make enough to take care of the kids. So she informs this gentleman about the decision she made. And the 
eventually, he filed for divorce from his wife. Oh, and she told him that she'll never give him a divorce. She's going to fight it in court, all this other stuff. And he asked him one question, who's going to pay for it? Because you got to come to me for any kind of money because you don't have a job. So they settled out of court. Now, here's the interesting thing. This is where the situation is currently. His divorce will be finalized soon. Hers is already finalized. And they're actually working on plans to not only cohabitate, but they want to get all of the work, all the logistics out of the way first, and then they're planning their marriage. In other words, they're saying, let's structure this so that we'll be together going forward for an extended period. So let's go on and look at how we're going to deal with the housing, how we're going to deal with the bills and all this stuff. So they're trying to get all that coordinated. They're still not cohabitating. When they marry, she's moving him into her place. But they're organizing things in such a way where some of the fits and starts that they would have had starting out as a young couple, they're addressing those early. They're doing the work before they enjoy the romance. Now this gentleman, according to her, was so respectful that to this day they have not slept together. But when I wrote her back, I told her, I said, you know, good and well, you're going to try to break that man's dick off when you have sex with him for the first time. And she wrote me back with a heart. That's all she put in the email was a heart. But she knew it was true. Because this pent-up demand and passion has lingered for so long. And this is not just passion for him. This is something she's been wanting to express to someone who loved her where she could love them back. Fellas, this is what I'm telling you. There are women out there that just, they don't give a shit if the man is a ain't shit guy or not. She's looking for somebody who can give her the love back that she gives to him and she's going to give it back in spades. And what women are afraid of it's giving it to the wrong guy that's not deserving of it. And they have different criteria. You've heard it. Five-star restaurants, 700 credit score. He's got to be at least six feet tall, dark and handsome. He has to have muscles. You heard all this bullshit. But guess what it's not? It's not at the true core of what she's looking for. These are just aesthetics as comforting tools. But it's not the thing that she really needs. The thing that a woman really needs, just like a man, is someone who can love them and show them the passion that they're showing their partner. Will they find that? They got something. They got something. 
Now, a couple of other things here that we have to face and understand. When it comes down to these relationships where you guys have never really been in one, as I told you, the curiosity factor is a driver. The passion is another driver. The bond based on the nexus of where you guys are situationally has an impact. Now, I will give this lady credit. She wasn't foolish enough just to go out, get the divorce, get with this guy, and go into the sunset. They're planning this out. They don't want to fail. That's the biggest fear is failure. Now, the other thing too to keep in mind with these types of uh, situations, the boundaries are usually dropped. Expectations high, they had a glimpse of this person at some other point in their lives and what they're looking for is the congruency of now compared to then. What characteristics that I admired about this person back then that still exist today, have they been enhanced? These are attributes that actually propel them forward as far as their interests. The worst thing in the world, and I've seen this happen a few times in my day, a person being with someone in a relationship or even married, a friend of mine, she was married to a guy for 10 years. She didn't love him. And she would tell me that all the time. I, I just don't love him. I can't love him. He's not who I want. He's like my fifth choice. And I asked her, well, what do you want? She said, I don't know, but he is not the one. But what was ironic, she met a friend from her past that she used to work with. I couldn't get her shutting up about him. And she was like, well, do you think I should introduce him to my husband? No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Because your husband's going to see that twinkle in your eye towards him, and that's going to be a problem. Well, eventually she started cheating with this guy. He was in a bad marriage. And they got to the point, shit, they were showing up at concerts together, showing up at clubs together. And a lot of people in our circle of friends thought they were a couple. And of course, rumors got back to her man. And then of course, no males were allowed to contact her. And he tried to cage her in and keep her. Big mistake. He messed around one night and put hands on her. And he went through the whole typical thing that, you know, a lot of guys do. 
the accordion game. Oh, baby, I didn't mean it. I will never happen again. I don't mean it. Then they go back and they say, see what you made me do? And she played that seesaw game for a minute. Then last time she found the head, his ass locked up. She went and got her divorce. The guy that she cheated with, that she had worked with for all those years, she said, you know, my biggest mistake was I slept with him too soon. She said, because now I can't get past the dick. And I asked her, I said, well, what do you mean you can't get past the dick? She said, I'm, I've just been deprived so long of someone really being with me. And then she let the cards out about her husband, of what was going on with them. He was accusing her of cheating, clamping down on her while he was going out there and they had a, God knows how many people pregnant. And this is something that you have to understand. A lot of people that are in relationships and marriages aren't happy because many of them feel as though they've settled for someone. And the passion may have started out, or here's the worst part. Some of them actually manufactured a passion themselves. They're the ones that are doing all the motivational stuff in order to keep the relationship going. And they get burned out, they get tired, they're not getting any reciprocity, they're not getting anything back. And then they become very cynical about the relationship in general. And when that happens, fellas, you know, I tell you all the time about not being a court gesture for a woman, where she classifies you according to as she perceives you cerebrally. So if she sees you as entertainment, that's all you will ever be to her. You'll be put in that friend zone. It's okay to have a sense of humor and that kind of thing. What you don't want to do is be the class, not clown, but idiot. Because see, once she classifies you as being this harmless fool, that's what you'll be. She'll pat you on the head every time. No, honey, you're not my type, but I like being around you. She likes your entertainment value. Because see, there's some people out there that are very one-dimensional in their thinking when it comes down to actually having someone in their lives. Oh, I'm with him because he got a big dick. Well, I'm with her because she got good pussy. I'm with her because she's fine. That's a fucked up situation to be classified by. And people wonder why they feel used after they get out of relationships with people like that. Because they try to make it work beyond the scope of where they see you at. And that's what the problem is. Oh, you fellas write in all the time about these women that you're dating. And they're always telling you about sex and you got a big dick. And you're trying to get serious with them for a relationship. And they're keeping it on a sexual basis only. They have no intention of advancing further than that. You're just entertaining. Same thing with many of you ladies.
Because, see, once you've been pigeonholed in a certain category, very seldom does it change for people. Now, speaking of change, that segues into something else I want to talk about that you brought up. Henry out of Marlboro, Massachusetts, writes the following. I don't know if I should give my ex-boyfriend another chance. He's been begging me. He's been sending me flowers. We broke up because he cheated on me a couple of years ago. And ever since then, he's been on that track of redemption. I've dated other men since him, but I haven't found anyone that really loves me. Most of the guys are just out to get a quick fix when it comes to sex. That's not me. I'm debating whether or not I should give my ex a chance. Maybe he's changed. What would I need to look for in order to find out whether he has or not? Love your show, Hillary, Marlboro, Massachusetts. Hillary, and this was written on September the 25th, 2023. Hillary, here's what I would say to you. What you have to first address is were those changes voluntary? Or did he just uh, put up a facade of change just for you to get you back? Now that's hard to decipher. The other thing, I want you to go back to the way you felt when you found out he cheated on you. Bring those feelings forward. Let him know how much you hurt, how much he hurt you when he did that. You need to establish up front that you cannot trust him. Tell him that right off the, right off the bat. I can't trust you anymore. The best we could possibly do is be together in a relationship where the expectations are very low for both of us. I know you may want redemption. I can't give you that. I can forgive you, but I can't redeem you. You may find redemption in another woman that has not experienced what I've experienced. But I realize I can't trust you anymore. You don't have the integrity I'm looking for. And, as I told you, you will get the oh, you don't know this is the new me, etc., etc. It's all contingent. It's all contingent on your behavior. I advise Hillary personally not to even consider taking him back, but large strings sometimes are hard to pull, right? More than likely, she's going to take him back. And it may work, who knows? But here's the thing you have to realize. A lot of women get caught up on this. And this is the reason why you're not really that marketable to men once you have gone through the briar patch twice and got burned twice. Then all of a sudden you're pissed off at the world and pissed off at men. 
the way we look at it, when you make the same mistake twice, we're not judging you as a person. We're judging your decision-making skills, which is even worse. That means we can't trust your decisions. Ladies, let me tell you something. There was um, a lady in Pennsylvania. I was watching this on Nightmares the other night. It's based on a true incident that happened. And this lady and her husband had got locked up for domestic and other charges in Pennsylvania. He was put away for a very long time. But he was supposed to get released from prison. She had a teenage daughter, teenage son. And the daughter wanted to contact the father. Mom said, I wouldn't recommend that. Uh-uh, your dad put me through some shit. But see, the thing was, mom never let her daughter see or her son see some of the brutality she had to experience in order for that relationship to function. Basically, she was his punching bag while they were married, which is deplorable. Well, what happened, he gets locked up. And the daughter writes him. He writes a nice letter back to the daughter saying, hey, I can't wait to build a relationship with you, blah, 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 blah. And then he writes her mother. When I get out, I'm going to kill you. That's what he's writing her. But she's nervous about this. The man was so full of rage and hatred towards this woman that he literally broke out of prison. I think he was out for eight or nine days where they were looking for, ten days I think altogether, where they were looking for him. She had to move out, move the kids out. They moved into a brother's place for a while. They were trying to protect her. Well, one of her girlfriends invited her to come to a party. It was a birthday slash coming home party for her brother, James. Well, she and her daughter went to the party. But what they didn't realize was that the coming home part was him coming out of prison. Well, she was under the impression that, hey, you know, you can't judge people because after all, her husband, ex-husband rather, was in prison. Well, soon to be ex at the time. Well, he was living with his sister, James was, and she was like, well, you know, why don't you move in with us and that way you have more space, et cetera, et cetera, because they started seeing each other. First, she was helping him get a job and then things became intimate and then she moved him in. Well, things went well for the first week or so. Then the daughter asked him to help her with her homework and he told her that, mm-mm. And initially, he wasn't drinking, then he started drinking scotch, then he started becoming abusive. And then it got to the point where he jumped on the mom one night and the son came up and got him off her, they called the police, he ran away. She told him it was over, she had kicked him out. 
He was upset. He comes back over to the house. She and her son are in the backyard. And he comes there with a gun. Son tries to confront him. Tells his mom to run. Mom runs. He pushes the mom down. And he shoots her in the head. Daughter comes out. Daughter is frantic. Trying to revive her mother. The son is shot. This man's on the run. Police paramedics come. Doctor tells the daughter, mom's deceased, and your brother has a bullet in his neck that they can't remove because if they try to remove it, he'll be permanently paralyzed. This woman believed in redemption. She believed that he would change, even during the beatings that this man gave her that she hid from her daughter. She thought he would change. And see, there are some women out there that have been accustomed to abusive relationships, and they accept it as the norm, and they feel as though the norm is to hide these things. And they had the yo-yo effect in the relationship where he had acted up, beating her up, and then she'd take him back. Ladies, as men, we hear that in conversations with you. An abuser loves to hear something like that. A decent man don't want to hear it. Not in, not in the context of not wanting to hear your story. We don't want to experience it with you for one fundamental thing. Because a lot of times you are accustomed to that. And for us to try to bring you out of that, and I don't support domestic violence in any kind of way, form, or fashion, but let me tell you something. Let me tell you what I've experienced. I'm only speaking from my experience here. I've dated women who have been in horrible domestic violence situations. Let me tell you what happens. They get bored with you when you're a decent man. They want the trauma and the drama. Now, does this apply to all women? No, some women actually say, hey, you know what? I was in an unhealthy situation and I have to clean it up and get my life together. But there are others, they're not coming out of that. They're too fearful because they're afraid they're not being loved because see, that's the way they look at love being. Oh, well, if he's mean to me or whatever, that means he loves me. And that's a bastardized interpretation of passion, consideration, and love. As I told you, I've dated women that have never been in a functional relationship before in their lives. I dated one woman, she's never had her own man in her life. She always had somebody's husband, somebody's boyfriend, somebody's fiance. And then eventually she told me, she said, this, this relationship's not gonna work with us because I'm accustomed to being the other woman. I like being the other woman. And I asked her why. 
She says, because I get the thrill of having the same luxuries as the woman that has to do all the work. And I don't. Oh, and by the way, folks, let me tell you what happened with this lady when I was with her. Calling me every 15 to 20 minutes. Accusing me of things I never did. Such as cheating on her, that kind of thing. But where did she get this disposition from? She got it from the men she was dealing with. She had never been used to a decent man in her life. So she was under the impression that all men cheated. Because it's all she experienced. You see, ladies, unless you work on that trauma that you've experienced, getting some counseling or getting some help, relationships are not therapy. They're life experiences. You could come out of one fucked up situation that traumatized you and walk right into another one that's even worse. That's not helping you. A man is not your remedy for deeper issues. As men, we can't fix that. This is why you see a lot of these women walking around angry. They go on TikTok and these social media platforms and talk about men like dogs because of the fact that they've made poor choices in men. And guess what? It goes on and on and on. I know a situation where there were four women in a household. A mother, well, she was a grandmother, her daughter, and two granddaughters. They all had abusive men. All of them did. And every time these guys were ready to get locked up, they'd be done first one to say they didn't want to press charges. I knew the mother and she used to always tell me I got to find me a good man. She'd say that shit but what she would go for is the same guy. She'd take it back every time. We have to face it. That's all some people know. So before you pull it on your cape, fellas, and try to be Captain Saberhole, you need to start saving yourself from those kind of situations. You see, when it comes to dating, it's just like when you leave your house. You make sure that you're groomed and that you have the right appropriate dress on or wherever you're going, right? Well, this is the same expectation when you're dating. Some people don't have it that way. Some don't know how to do it. Just like you have some people that don't know how to dress for work. Girl coming in with booty shorts and halter tops and shit gets sent back home. Because that's the way she's accustomed to living at home. And if you haven't been in an environment where it's structured, naturally you're going to behave that way. The same thing with relationships. Now, that situation with 
uh, was talking about that I saw in Nightmares. That man got, I think, a life sentence plus 20 years. Where did she mess up? She had this over optimistic view of going far past her boundaries, far past her comfort level, in order to have someone in her life. Two men that have prison records. Are you willing to take that risk? That's one of my criteria right off the bat. If a woman has a prison record, we're not we we're not even gonna talk, we're not even dating. There's no need, I have no interest. No interest whatsoever. Not that I'm better than you or anything else. You're not suitable for me. Maybe for someone else. I show no leniency on that. Why don't I? Because a woman would do the same thing if I was a man for the most part. And the caliber of woman that would accept me with a prison record? Hmm. Sometimes you wonder. And this is not to diss the people who have prison records that have messed up early in life and early in life, because I have plenty of friends who have. And it was very difficult for them to get back on their feet. Some of them didn't get back on their feet. One of my distant friends, he told me straight up, he said, man, I can't make it out here. I was a juvenile, went into adulthood in prison. I can't function out here. What happened? He committed a crime just so he can go back to prison. He felt safer there. He felt like he had a family. Outside of those walls, he didn't have that. It was just like people when I was in the Marine Corps. They'd get out, go home on leave, they're short, ready to get out. And they'd come back from home. I'm like, damn, why are you back so early? Man, I just went on and re-enlisted for eight years. I ain't going back, I'm, I'm not going back to that shit out there. I have a more of a home here in the Marine Corps than I do out there in my own place I live. You never know what a person has experienced in life. You never do. So, what are the takeaways here? Takeaways, one, it's not uncommon for you to have a latent attraction to someone that you've never had a relationship with. Drivers of curiosity, a common history and of course familiarity the other thing to keep in mind as well temptation is a beast the emotional relationship is a, is something that a woman has to watch because that can carry her in a direction that she may physically try to restrain herself, but emotionally she may not be able to.
because see a couple of things two fellas when a woman has an emotional relationship with you that doesn't mean that she's trying to move on you or do anything with you like that it's in her head and probably in her heart and a lot of these women have already fucked you in their minds and heart and you have no idea they've already got it orchestrated but they don't externalize it and the reason why they don't they may have the constraints of a relationship that they're in it could be a work environment situation who knows there's usually some limit to her. and in some cases it could very well be her moral character she don't want to be embarrassed but it's there but here's the thing when a woman feels comfortable enough to unleash her full passion with you oh they can do amazing things Let me tell you one thing that's happened to me in my past. I was dating this lady. And we were hot and heavy at the time. She had no children. And she came and talked to me. She said, you know something? She said, I need to be honest with you about something here. I said, what's that? She said, you know, I went to my gynecologist and I asked her if she could tie my tubes. And she said she wouldn't because I was too young. She was 29. No kids. And I said, why would you do that? Well, because I want you inside me without a condom. Well, the alarm went off in my head. Ding, ding, ding. She wants to start a family. And I'd have been at the mercy of the gynecologist. Plus, I'm going to listen to her once she said that. I was like, nope. But she knew I didn't want to have any children. And she's like, well, you know, I don't want you using condoms and we have to figure out some other kind of way. This was before the IUDs and all those things came about. And I told her, I said, well, I'll tell you the best remedy. We just won't have sex. We'll be friends. I can't believe a man turned, man don't want to have, I said, no. Because that 30 minutes of pleasure, if it lasts that long, 18 years of payments. And I'm not going to wind up like some of my other friends. Eating tuna fish out of the can and shit like that. Nope. Ain't going to be me. I said, and I know I hurt her feelings when I said this, but I told her, I said, you have some nice curves and you have a nice body. But you know the curves on that dollar sign? It's going to always stay fine to me. And you know what? I don't ever have to worry about it getting cellulite or anything like that. So when it comes down to you and my money, baby, the money's going to always win. I appreciate your passion, but the money's going to always win that. And of course, I got cussed out and talked about, oh, you don't care about me, etc., etc. And I shouldn't have told you anything. I should have just went on ahead and just let you go in me and lie to you about having my tubes tied. And then I said to myself, would I really want to be with a person that's thinking that's sinister? Thank you very much for giving me all I needed to know to make my decision. 
and this is what you have to concern yourselves with. Now, fellas, let me tell you something. If you do find a woman that she's already had children, or when she's getting those tubes tied, and you're still in a relationship with her, you're going to have that conversation with her where she's going to probably ask you, well, uh, did you want a little junior? And you say no? Shit. Don't be surprised she go to that gynecologist, get those tubes tied. Because now what she wants, she wants to, she wants your full energy inside of her. A lot of women love for a man to ejaculate inside of them. Consensually, of course. Because they like the warmth of the sperm inside of them. They like the penetration. It's like the ultimate goal, in a sense. And the ultimate goal, of course, is to exchange as much passion as possible and to get as close to that person as possible. Where are you going? You're getting to as close to procreation as possible. And for a woman, from those that I've spoken with about this subject, they say, you know what? It's a feeling of oneness. We are so close that we're going to go through the motions of creating another being between us. Especially if she's comfortable in a solid relationship. Because see, the ultimate goal, especially with older women, is to have sex with you without a condom. But the key is, they only want to be the only person having sex with you. And vice versa. Because women are proud to say that shit. Oh, me and my husband, we don't wear condoms. This is how a lot of guys get caught. Because <laughs> you know damn well you get comfortable and you sleep with another woman and she's got an STD or something or she gets pregnant. You have no way out because she's got your ass. First thing she's going to say, didn't wear a condom? Uh, you need to go to the clinic, get yourself checked and the pussy is closed for the next year. I had a friend of mine that cheated on his wife. He, she, she cut him off for three years. Three whole years. Benefit she had was that he loved her. And you know in some relationship you can tell when somebody feels as though they, okay, they made a choice in a partner, but it's not really the choice they, they had to grow on them, in other words. They weren't like the first runner-up, first choice. And that's the way my buddy was with his wife. She was expecting more out of him than he could deliver. Three years. And he complained, complained. He said, well, I'm going to be faithful. He started working on the gym. He got bigger than a motherfucker. He started taking this, um, that shit over at GNC where you got the, because he was a skinnier dude at first. And shit, brother got swole as hell. And 
she had moved back home with her mom. And she said, no, I'm not over yet. And when they finally got back together, shit, he wasn't hanging out with us no more. Didn't see him anymore. We're hanging out all together. And way more crazy about him, but he was at least faithful in our presence. He's like, no, I'm married. I couldn't have done it. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. That was one thing that I was glad Monica never did to me. She said, now, if you cheat on me, I'm leaving you. We're not uh, going to go on a hiatus. I'm going to be done with you completely. I said, okay. I never cheated on her, but I tell you, oh my God. Fellas, when you have a woman that really loves you, let me tell you, it's nothing like it. It is nothing like it at all. I thank you guys for listening. I love you all. Have a good one. Talk to you soon. And you can also do karaoke on Star Maker app. Play Store. App Store. Have fun with it. My handle is J-E-U-S-A-N, Jelson. And of course, music and everything on Spotify. Take care, folks. Talk to you soon. romantic truth appreciate your listenership listeners you're invited to stream and listen to jawson's music on apple music amazon music spotify audio mac or deezer type in jausan in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned or endorsed by romantic truth anchor or any of its affiliates The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes. In the event for professional assistance, please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255 available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie Poodles and a Rat Terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.